Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This community is all about empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals so you can live your next level life. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and success coach dedicated to changing women's lives worldwide in the work that I do. On this podcast, you can expect interviews with leading experts in the fields of personal development, business and career success, mindset, spirituality, well-being, and so much more, along with insights and behind-the-scenes access to my own story and the techniques and tools I use with my private clients, so you can level up in every area of your life. If you're ready to create and manifest your vision and watch your goals become your reality, then you're in the right place. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Whether you are brand new or you've been around for a while, I so appreciate you taking the time out to listen today. This week, my guest is a fellow coach and good Instagram friend. You know the ones that you're constantly checking in on their content, hyping them up. You've never met in real life, but you just know that if you went for a drink, you'd totally get on. That is how I feel about this week's guest, Jazz, aka Just Jazz. You can find her on Instagram. She is a career coach and we are just so on the same wavelength when it comes to empowering people, empowering our clients, empowering our communities to create a wildly successful life on their own terms. So, I had a conversation with Jazz a few weeks ago and it was one of those conversations that halfway through I was, you know, I was just like, I need, we need to take this further, we need to go deeper into this topic because it's still incredibly taboo, it's not spoken about enough and I'm happy to take one for the team and talk about it even if other people find it awkward are you up for that and she luckily is so up for it too and just so passionate about this topic so we're back on the success hype we're back on the creating success in your business or career and what that means for the wider picture in terms of the economy in terms of wealth, in terms of generational success, generational money. This is such a an important conversation because we, as me and Jazz were discussing in private, often when women speak online about money, um, there's a lot of backlash and I know I've, I'm not going to carry on talking about that because you already know that I have discussed that in recent episodes. If you've maybe not caught the episodes in a while, you can head back to um, the, the recent one called Women Supporting Women or the, the Truth About Women Supporting Women, I think is the title. And you'll hear more about my passionate thoughts in there. Me and Jazz wanted to have more of a nuanced conversation about the bigger picture of this. So often the narrative with, you know, wealth and success and wanting more money is there's a lot of projection happening. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of old paradigm. There's a lot of old ways of thinking of it's bad, it's greedy, it's, you know, money is this evil thing. Um, Associating money with the patriarchy or with capitalism. And the thing is, the people who are passionate about creating real change in the world, the people who 
are gonna create generational shifts in their family in terms of the opportunities available for their family now and in the future. The people who are gonna change the world with the movements they create in their career, in their business, in their community, off the back of earning a shitload of money. <laughs> Those are the people who are change who are changing the game, who are flipping that script, that old way of being, you know, the old model of the world where wealth is only available to a specific type of person from a very specific background with a very specific, you know, upbringing and a very specific set of privileges. That is changing and it's up to us to continue having these taboo conversations to remodel our our view of wealth and our view of success and to look ahead to a future where wealth is available for anyone and wealth is distributed in a fair, loving, conscious, kind-hearted way. We're not going to get there if we don't have these conversations. So we're diving in today and it's been, I really loved having this conversation. I'm literally about to listen back to it because what I find often happens when it's just me is I'll like get on, get on a rant and get on a ramble about something and to just have a different voice and a different perspective, it just really helps me formulate my own ideas as well. And and it really affirms what I'm saying, but in a different way. And I just felt like jazz articulates this point, this generational wealth, this paradigm shifting, world changing view that, you know, being a successful woman in business and being, you know, for jazz, a successful woman of colour in business. So, like, it's so fucking important for you to hear this conversation. So, it's a layered one. It's a lot. <laughs> it's another money one. So, I know that some of you are going to be like, yes, Kat, we love it. We're here for it. And some of you might not, you know, might feel uncomfortable at these kind of conversations, listening, hearing this kind of conversation, and that's okay too. You know, we're not, we're not here for every single person to validate our opinion or say they agree with us or, you know, pat us on the back and say, yeah, you're so right. We're here to be human and to share our experiences and to lift other people up in the way that we, we believe is going to improve the way of the world. So without further ado, I'm just going to quickly mention Your CEO Day is a virtual day retreat that I'm hosting for female founders. If you want to take your business, your mindset and your life to the next level in 2021, it's going to be a day full of self-care, indulgence, there's going to be meditations, there's going to be dance parties, there's going to be a ton of time with me if you want to ask any questions and get support. I will quickly run through the workshops for the day before we dive into this chat and then I'll be back next week with a solo episode with some more juicy tips and snippets from what's going to be included. So workshop, there's going to be four workshops throughout the day. So it's a full day on Sunday the 16th of May 2021 from 10am till 5pm and obviously I'm in the UK so I know I'll get asked that so please have a quick look. Your time zone, I know if you're international you might only be able to be there for a portion of the day um, or not at all which is fine. 
if you really want to come and you're international, you can still grab a ticket. You can come to whichever portion you can live and then you'll get the recording of of the day and you'll have access to that for the rest of this year. So you can do the full retreat even just by yourself to soak everything up um, and you'll be able to recap everything. So workshop one at the start of the day is put yourself first. So we're going to cover building a business that facilitates your lifestyle So rather than building yourself a job, (laughs) which often happens when we start our business and we just get really busy, this is about intentionally building a business that facilitates the life you want to live, how often you want to work, what are your boundaries, how do you want to spend your time, how much time do you want to spend working in the future and how are we intentionally creating that. Workshop two is going to be all around clarifying your mission. So really reconnecting you to why you're doing what you're doing. What are your values in business? What is your long-term goals? You know, where are you headed in the next 12 months, five years, 10 years time? And there's going to be some visualization tools to support you with that. Then workshop three is going to be all about manifesting money. So if you connect with the money conversations I have on the podcast, you can expect no less passion from me in that workshop. Um, We're going to be talking specifically around manifesting and really, really calling in and commanding more money in your business and improving your relationship with money so really stepping into that wealth mindset um so you can have that vision that you know jazz is speaking about today with having that generational wealth and what what that offers for you the feeling of freedom it will offer or you know even if your money goals are to have more time freedom be able to travel be able to provide for your family and really allowing you to call that into your life and attract it even before you see that physical tangible result in your bank account so this is really that abundance mindset and the last workshop of the day workshop four is all about leveling up your ceo mindset so stepping into the role of leader in your business and how to overcome some of the unique challenges you're going to find as a business owner. So things like judgment from other people, people saying you've changed, people, you know, <laughs> trolling you online or not liking what you say, um, your own the, your own limits that you place on yourself if you're trying to reach that next level. So there's going to be some support for you there in terms of stepping into that CEO higher self with, you know, visualizations. There's going to be meditation throughout the day, journaling, workbooks, um, dance parties, like I say, Q&A, loads of good stuff. So head to the link in the show notes to check that out. Make sure you head to Jazz's Instagram as well to connect with her. And as always, let us know how you find this episode, if you connect with what we're discussing, especially as this topic is still very much taboo. If you know that another woman in your life is going to benefit from hearing this, please send it her way. Please send it her way. Or even just screenshot the podcast and share it on your stories tag us in we love to hear from you dm us all that good stuff thank you all so much and enjoy welcome back to the put yourself first podcast ladies welcome as well to this week's guest jazz hi hi thanks for having me thank you so much for being here we as we just said off off camera off podcast we we had a conversation last week that I felt was like a breath of fresh air for me to have and I'm I'm I've always said this I'm such 
like I'm so grateful to have other women in my network who I can bounce these thoughts off (laughs) and that's the like the beauty of having a podcast is to bring in peers and industry like other people in the industry to have these conversations so for anyone listening who's like what the hell are you talking about Kat (laughs) we are gonna have a really candid conversation today about success about um accumulating wealth and the impact that that has on women on women of color on marginalized communities and the kind of the bigger picture of that off the back of quite a few conversations I've been having recently on my own and with other women on money and talking about wanting money earning more money having more money and the kind of backlash and the nuance that that conversation needs to have so with all that being said please could you share a bit more about the career coaching that you do and the work that you do with your clients yeah so I am a career coach. I'm actually certified as a life coach, but very early on, I realized that I'm best placed to help people around career goals. And I do that by working with ambitious women, especially um, one-to-one, but also with a membership community, which very much touched on a lot of the things that that we're gonna dive into. Um, The membership is relatively new, but it was it was the outcome of me sitting down and saying again, how can I best serve women? How can I show them how important and impactful it is to put yourself first, for want of a better phrase, consistently um, and intentionally and without shame and with the fullness of your ambition and your goals and your dreams and your desires in a community that lets you know every single day that you're worthy of every single thing that you're imagining. So those are the two main ways I I work with people. I also do workshops, have podcasts, show up on Instagram, (laughs) all the social medias, but those, 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 that's my heart. (laughs) That's how I'm doing it. Amazing. What has been your relationship with money, money mindset, wealth, success, doing your thing yeah oh my goodness it's been a journey um and if i'm candid with everybody i am i'm still in debt personally and that's something that i've struggled with for most of my adult life it stemmed from uni um i had an interesting financial situation which led to me working two to three jobs on top of studying um and then naturally you get to that final year and you go i can't do this and then somebody says credit card overdraft um and so on and so forth um and for a long time that experience led me to believe that i was bad with money and it led me to believe that i wouldn't be good with money um and i had to challenge that um as i was growing in my career because i realized that this was it was a limiting belief it was something that held me back because i thought i wasn't bad with money because i thought i was bad with money sorry i wouldn't negotiate for roles i'd take this attitude of gratitude that somebody threw some pennies at me um and you know and it also showed up in my business where i was undercharging for the impact that i delivered and i would say that that was happening up until maybe a year and a half ago and it wasn't until i had a conversation with an accountant funny enough don't be afraid to have conversations with accountants, people. Um, beginning of last year, I said, I, I need to grow. I need to grow. I need to grow personally. I need to get over this and really face what's going on here because there's so much opportunity that I am holding myself back from simply by believing that I'm not good at it. I'm not capable. So for the first time last year, I started investing at a very low level. I'm not about to fund the next startup. Don't get me wrong. I've got a couple of shares in a couple of supermarkets and stuff. But again, that was a huge thing for me because I had this belief that you can't invest if you're in debt. And of course you can seek financial advice. I am not a financial advisor by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, that was a big step in the intention of who I wanted to be as an investor, where I'd put 20 pounds over here and say, you know, one day I want that to be 200 or to be 2000. And I wasn't holding myself back and saying that's reserved for people that were good with money. And the conversation that I had with my accountant was, 
I don't want to be afraid to make money. I think so often we set up businesses and we're just like, I'm grateful for anybody who shows up and like pay me whatever you like. And I think that was even stronger because my business is a side hustle. It's something that I run outside of my full-time job. So even more so you get yourself in a space where it's like, oh, well, this is surplus, this is bonus income. Um, And again, you then make decisions from that place. And very soon I realized that that was holding me back, not only from um, my earning potential, but also my impact. I remember talking to a business coach again last year because I was on a mission to sort this out. And I said, I, I do a lot of great free stuff. I can I, I can fill a free program. Um, but how do I get people that will pay me so that I can do things better and at a higher level? And, you know, and I just I still want to be accessible and um, and, you know, all of these things very well meaning when you're a heart centered entrepreneur this is one of the biggest things that I find comes up where it's like, I want to help. If I charge it this, can I help that person? And she just said, Jazz, you help more people by charging more. And I had to sit with that because I was just like, that doesn't make sense because less people can afford it. She was like, no, 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 no. If you were charging more, then that gives you the room and the space to impact more people, for your message to go further, for you to reinvest that money in doing the free things. It doesn't mean that you stop serving the people who aren't there yet and can't afford to invest at the level that you've put out. But when she said that, it just switched things for me Um, alongside talking with my accountant. And being really clear and her, you know, working with her to create some projections and get really candid on stuff and again start to build that confidence. And even when I was having that conversation to bounce back to the one with my accountant, I said, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, I want to take my revenue from this year, my profits, and use that to pay off my personal debts because that's just a mess. And I was just talking and sharing, and I was just like, I'm actually good with money with my business. So if I'm good with money with my business, maybe I'm just okay with money full stop. Maybe it's not good with money, bad with money thing. Like there's things that I can take from how I handle funds in my business to my personal life because it's still me. It's not like I like open one laptop and I'm the bad money version and I open another laptop and I'm the good money version. And there were just so many little moments like this along my pathway in 2020 that was again me proving myself wrong to the point where where we sit today where I charge in alignment with the impact that I bring to clients. You know, and this is a story that I shared that happened again, the Nuggets 2020. I worked with a client and I charged them, and again, this is not about the monetary value, but I wanna share this. I charged them 300 pounds to work with them to get them a job with a salary of 80,000 pounds, which represented a significant pay bump. For anyone who's listening, I'm scrunching up my face right now. (laughs) Right, I did that. I I did that and I thought, and and here's the thing, I thought I was overcharging. I'd raised that rate that I gave. And again, this is what I mean when I say it's alignment and it's looking at the impacts because again, especially service-based businesses, we get caught up saying, well, I'm this much per hour. Oh, and if you want an extra call, it's this much. And if you want a PDF, it's this much. If you want to record the sessions, it's we kind of treat ourselves like this pick and mix buffet where it's just like, look, if you want a giant foam banana, it's this. And then of course, if you want some strawberry laces, we can throw that in. And then is it all right for £2.50 for that bag? And that's not reflective. And it's also not doing, it's not doing our clients a service because it also then, if you work with entrepreneurs like Kat and I do, it also then puts them in a bizarre experience where it's like, I feel, I've feel i literally had clients say, I need you to raise your rates now. <laughs> I need you to raise your rates. And I was just like, what do you mean? Aren't you happy that it's a really affordable rate? And she was just like, yeah, nah, you're, that it's not, I feel out of alignment with what I'm investing in our work together and what I've gotten out of it. And it feels bad for me to pay you this amount. So I want to let you know, it's up to you, whatever number you want to go up with, but what you're charging me right now is actually unacceptable at this point. And again, these little nuggets, these little nuggets, these little moments that were just challenging me and encouraging myself to prove myself wrong to the point where I am today, where I don't charge 300. Um, 
in comparison for you know that level of value but i am able to charge a way that is aligned i'm able to really look at ways within my business to still get the accessibility because it doesn't always mean creating a free version of something sometimes it is things like payment plans having flexibility in that regard um but again it doesn't betray the level of commitment that is actually necessary to get the results that they want it's it's an energy thing um and yeah i feel like i waffled a lot there but it's been a journey <laughs> that's the moral of the story thank you so much for sharing two two words that i keep coming back to recently are income and impact because the conversations i've seen around um you know business owners talking about money online let's face it female entrepreneurs talking about money online (laughs) and (laughs) shouting about their income or a launch or whatever um you know people talking about money mindset and abundance and all these all these different like pieces of this puzzle the main backlash I've experienced and I've also seen other people kind of projecting is can we talk about something other than money like can we talk about impact can we talk about why you're doing what you're doing and that's Mm. really interesting to me because I feel like they go hand in hand and something you said there really struck me the the more you charge or the more income you make, and this doesn't just apply to business owners, it applies to people working in corporate as well, anyone, the more income you have, the less stressed you are about paying your bills, the less stressed you are about, you know, being in debt or whatever your personal situation is listening to this, the more impact you're going to have on the world in your own unique way you know doing the things that you're passionate about making that impact that is the reason you started doing what you're doing can we Mm. talk about that because I feel like there's this whole like shame shit sandwich going on with money where (laughs) it almost feels like we're still coming back to this very like old paradigm of wealth and wanting more money and earning money is only for like old rich white guys and Mm. they're like to want that is to be greedy or to want that is to be submitting to the fucking patriarchy or whatever yeah (laughs) okay okay Mm. (laughs) just just a little thought there from my brain just a gem just a gem and this is what i mean this is a conversation that we have because i was celebrating you for just being bold with it and just saying what it is and um where we've known each other for a little while for me hearing you have that backlash was just like what do you know how much of a journey this is and i think this is one thing that i i I need people to know and i can definitely say that this is true of my business and from the people that I know that I've worked with Kat, they can say it's true as well. My clients don't have a problem with the income that I make. They do not see me post and share my revenue or even my goals. I've shared my revenue goals with with my clients. I've also shared with them that I, I have personal debts that I'm handling. I also share with them what that looks like in terms of how I'm doing it and and the whys. They they know the why, they know what drives me and they understand that when I thrive, they thrive. And they understand that anytime that I level up in what I'm delivering, I'm leveling them up. It becomes this space where I'm able to feed myself and have surplus to really feed my community. And um, even going back to kind of having more money, making you less stressed, I've lived with anxiety for 12 years. And it wasn't until I went into therapy that I realized that what triggered it in the first place was my university experience of constantly being worried about money. If I illustrate this, I said, you know, two to three jobs around my day job, constantly writing to university to say, hey, can I get a payment um, delay on my rent? 
looking at these spreadsheets that people tell you to create and me going either way it's not adding up constantly i would only go to nando's after checking on my phone or checking on my card that i had enough to get like a quarter and then i had enough money on my card to get chips this is not me saying that it is this is not me i don't know this is me illustrating my journey and what it really means and what's actually happening under the surface if you see me talk about money because not talking about money again everything that i've just shared with you there's closest friends at university that didn't know that that was my case i had a a select few who knew exactly what the situation was and for the most part nobody else did and i went through depression And then again, I managed to move forward and change my circumstance. But again, I had a period within my career where I was freelancing. And again, that brought constant worry about money that then put me back into depression, low mood. I called up my local doctor and I said, I can't get out of bed. Now I'm used to my anxiety and I'm used to snapping myself out of that, but this is something different. And I can't afford, again, it became this toxic cycle where I was lying in bed concerned that I couldn't afford to lie in bed because as my dad says when you work for yourself if you don't show up for work you don't get paid now thankfully I've introduced dad to new business models that mean that you can get paid but that was what it was for me and when I went through therapy I realized that the trigger for my mental health rolling down a hill is money worries as soon as I recognized that I pivoted my entire career to make sure that I didn't have to worry about money. That was what was at the core of me then going in. And I left a job when I found out there was a gender pay gap. I was like, no, I can't sit in this space knowing that you're paying him more than me. No, I'm not going to do that to myself and my mental state and my sense of value and worthiness. The same thing with the business. If I'm going to put so much time and energy into my business, I'm going to make sure that I don't have to worry about money. And that's where it comes from. That's the foundation. You know, often we start businesses and we just want it to pay just enough. I'm just like, no, no, no. I want to have no worries. I want to get to the point where I don't even realize I'm not clocking invoices like that. I'm not clocking my payday like that because everything's set up to go where it's meant to go. You know, last year was a great year in my business. I was able to grow it to a five figure revenue. I've been running my business for three and a half years now. And this is what I say to people. If you want to if you want to start a business um, for financial freedom, please do not expect that to happen overnight. Um, And the first thing I did when I realized that is I said, all right, what can I do with this money as a tool? More and more as I grow and scale my business, I realize that my role as a CEO is to be a custodian of the funds. It's just being a custodian of the funds. People think I'm here like printing out 10 pound notes and swimming on a bed of cash. It's not that. The first thing that came to my mind is I can hire a social media specialist. I can hire a team to support me so I can do more. I can learn more about this. I can work with this business coach. And that was something that we connected on where I saw you level up and say, right, I need to keep sharpening my tools. Who do I want to work with? Who am I aligned with? Who can help show me how to get to the next level? And, you know, put in your card details, do the big gulp and go, right no option time to level up it starts here it starts now it started already because we know that growing in our wealth in the holistic sense means that our capacity increases automatically and what women do with their capacity we build legacies we invest in communities everything that we cared about turbocharges right As we speak, I've got a sister who is due to have her first child in a couple of months. And I joked with her because I'm I'm the eldest. So everybody's kind of just like, oh, Jazz, don't you want kids? And And I'm just like, I'm actually not ready. I'm very busy right now. I'm very, very busy. And I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. But I said, my role is rich auntie, okay? I'm gonna be about that life. Oh, yes, me too. Right? That's my role. And I was able to, again, we're we're in the pandemic, so I wasn't able to spend as much time with her, but I was able to genuinely say, anything you need, you've got it. Anything you need, you have got it. If I've got it, you've got it. Because there's no way that I'm out here working so hard, dedicating this and not being able to really invest in the things that I love and gift 
and be generous and be open because again it's very much understanding that it's sowing a seed i don't have children yet but you do your daughter's the next generation right i say hashtag rich auntie and joke in a joking way but i'm just like okay this is why i need to get myself in a position where i can invest so that i can be the auntie buying my children disney shares you know, without them even realizing, getting that ISA set up, right? Not because I want them to be obsessed with money, because I want them not to worry about money. I want them to be able to step into their desires without that worry. I want to understand that I have a privilege to not only be paid really well in my day job, but to earn whatever I want, whatever I level up into within my business and take that privilege to really address the inequities that I see within my circle, but within the greater community. All of that is what happens when women have wealth. I don't see anything wrong with that. Same. Nothing. (laughs) It's like, please slide into my DMs if you have if you see any any red flags about what happens when women have money yeah. right because i think and because we've never seen it before right we've never seen it before and many of us grew up with this paradigm that being rich means that you're a bad person or you did something naughty to get that money you did something naughty it, wealth is to be treated with suspicion or wealth is the root of all stress wealth is the root of you know and again it's very much something that we pick up without even realizing it and it starts to inform our choices and it starts to create all of those barriers from when we're quite young to getting wealth to the access to wealth and i'm saying this acknowledging that there are very genuine barriers we touched on the patriarchy we talk about white supremacy we can talk about inequalities that exist one thousand percent but there's always the part that we can control in terms of what we believe and raising our beliefs and raising our hopes and our desires so that when an opportunity or a window gets opened by somebody further down and i mean that in terms of policy i mean that in terms of um others who have wealth, who are joining boards, right? They're in those positions, those privileged positions. When they open that door, we are more ready to step through it. If we've done the work enough to say, do you know what? I still believe that I can change my life. If only this, this, and this changed. And once you have that knowledge, you then look for the opportunities. You look for the door cracking open for you to then put your foot in and say, hey, I'm coming in. I'm coming in, you've cracked it open, that's enough for me. I've got the belief to get through this door and this opportunity. Um, so it's it's such a connected, it's such a connected thing. You know, money does, you know, we hear the same, money makes the world go round. But it does. Anytime somebody says that I want freedom, I want creativity, I want, at the core of that, there's a level of money that you're going to need to be able to achieve that. That's why when we look up at Oprah and Beyonce, we're like, oh, your work ethic is wild, but you are only allowed to show up in the way that you do because you have the revenue that runs the machine behind you. You are only able to show up philanthropically because you go into that boardroom and you negotiate for every single dollar that you are worth. And we can't separate the two. Like I was talking about Rihanna the other day. She hasn't dropped music in ages. Billionaire. Still changing the world with her philanthropic efforts. Still standing up for women of colour. Paving the way unashamedly. She is like the number one meme. Her and Cardi B for like, run me my check. Run me my money. That doesn't happen by accident. We have to be shown what it looks like. We have to understand that there are playbooks. We have to understand that wealth can't continue to be treated with suspicion because in and of that moment, you're not observing. You're not going to learn from somebody who you're treating with suspicion. Like you're not. You're just going to be watching for them to mess up or for the tea or, you know, the equivalent. And there has to be that element of recognizing that if you feel that way, like the next time you see a woman talking about money, I need you to just sit with that and explore what is genuinely coming up for you. What is your instinctual reaction? 
and dig a little bit deeper into that because you within that feeling you'll start to understand a little bit around how you feel about wealth and whether you envision it for yourself or even want it yeah and I think that that place of judgment often comes from I find either one or two things one wanting it for yourself but Mm. or at the same it's that shame spiral again you secretly want it but you know that oh you shouldn't want it because it's bad because it's Mm. greedy because it's whatever and the other thing is kind of (laughs) how do I put this like so not only not only do you want it you're also completely rejecting the part of yourself that wants it and so you feel a part of you feels angry about that Mm. (laughs) and where is that anger best placed we don't want to hold on to it ourselves in that situation we want to like point a finger it's not my business i need this anger off me so i'm just going to direct it at you because you're ridiculous and what you're doing is unacceptable yeah that's how it shows up this is where we and again we think it we think it's explicit we think it's somebody sliding in our dms and saying you should be more humble sometimes it's not even that explicit sometimes it's the attitude it's the energy um when you meet people and you show up as your full self and automatically you're trying to figure out why did i get a vibe from you why do i get a vibe from you and it is a lot of the times a level of discomfort disbelief slash oh cat i'm gonna need you to get back in your box you know this is a bit too much for me right now you know i i've been following you for years you know this new oh i'm not sure i'm feeling it and i think even you posted about this where you're just like i need that and i like i i need to see people get more comfortable with this level of discomfort and if i was the person to do that like if you drop that on my timeline you dm me and then you stop following me i've still left you with that seed of challenge yeah yeah because on both that personal level and systemic level the only way you are going to create any real change in this world is for us as individuals to elevate ourselves and then to take that into our own community and to take that into the don't get me like the real fucking issues that are happening in this world Mm. because whilst you know patriarchy and for example more women of color becoming millionaires as someone like Rachel Rogers would say Mm. those two are like polar opposites in my eyes Mm. however it's only with the latter Mm. that the former is ever going to be shifted and healed and released and transmuted into something a system that actually fucking works for everyone yeah more good heart so the same good-hearted people who are out here saying oh but it's not all about money are the same good-hearted people that need to like shake up that part of themselves Mm. (laughs) and realize that it's people like me who give a shit, who it's actually my duty to Mm. earn more money because the shift I am going to make on a personal level within my own family, like that generational wealth that you mentioned, that in itself is a fucking game changer. But even on a, you know, wider scale, imagine Mm. if every passionate good-hearted business owner was like yeah I'm stacking cash in my bank account right now (laughs) imagine Mm. the shift that that would create massive massive and I and I think even as you were sharing that I think about what's happened over the past couple of years with the emergence of tech and startups my day job is in tech And what happened when tech and startups rose up and we started to see these unicorns, and I'm not saying this to say that the world of tech and startups is perfect, 
but they shifted the standard. They shifted the standard for what people expect from a workplace in terms of environment, in terms of values, culture. They shifted the standard in terms of businesses being built on values and earning the same amount of money, if not more than the corporate giants or the corporate giants having to say, we're gonna, we're gonna fund you. We want a piece of this action because at the core of it, there was, and I'm not saying that these corporate giants didn't start off with a radical idea and founder who was, who was passionate about making a difference. I'm not saying that by any means, but I'm saying the shift that we, we're working remotely, a lot of us still at the time of recording. Startups and tech paved the way for that. They were, they were a huge industry that said, you don't need to be in my face to do good work to varying degrees. But then that they then become the example for how we deal with the pandemic and we shut down offices and cities. Shifts. Now, again, it's not rosy. It's not all perfect. But this is an example of what happens when a different kind of person has the same or more resource, i.e. money, than those that are propping up the patriarchal, racist systems that have shaped everything that we've seen before this point. Wild. Straight up wild. (laughs) And again, it didn't happen overnight. It just took for several of them to stand up one by one and say, you know, we're going to make corporate responsibility a thing like a real thing, not just like a box checking tax saving exercise. We recognize that people will join us for our values, not just the salary. All right, how do we show up? It raises the bar for everyone in that environment or in that ecosystem to really be challenged and address the things that actually matter. Like it's, it's, it's a leveling of the playing field that we can each achieve in our own lives. Because also, like I said, like you, I left a job when I found out there was a gender pay gap. I needed to jump straight into a second job. If I had some FU money, A, I would have left earlier and B, I wouldn't have had the worry about money, right? We read the stories of people putting up with absolute bullshit in their jobs like i said grateful for the pennies that are thrown and again we want to acknowledge their systemic things that lead to this but overall it's the money that will change the game for them it's the money that buys the time it's the money that buys the quality time it's the money that frees you to be the mother that you want to be it's the money that frees you to be the partner or the sister or the like it's the It's the money that unlocks these things. It is a tool and a resource and a pathway. It is not good. It is not bad. It is not evil. It is not angelic. It is just money, but we have to acknowledge that it is powerful for creating change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something I say, like, amen to everything you just said. Something I say a lot is whether you like it or not it's here to stay (laughs) I think might as well make friends with it right (laughs) I think again like the whole the way things have been built as you say you know capitalism patriarchy colonialism racism um you know misogyny all like all these different layers of shit Mm. (laughs) that the the old way of doing things was built on we're like we're not gonna just suddenly tear that down overnight by all going Mm. oh well I'm throwing my hands off and going living on an island and growing my own food like no people live in the real world Mm. which in the real (laughs) and when I say (laughs) in the real world I mean in you know largely if you live in the west and as you say, you exist within this culture where there are still these jobs, there are still these corporate companies treating mm. people like dog poo and like mm. not, you know, almost like making a laughable attempt at 
things like diversifying the workplace like tokenism and um just even thinking about how for example you know some fast fashion brand will come out with some campaign and it's almost like laughable because people are like we'll just pay your garment workers a fair wage first like Mm -hmm. let's start there (laughs) yeah can you redirect your marketing budget please I think (laughs) you know need to talk to your CFO because it's not making sense (laughs) and I think again it's like this people are looking at that and thinking that is money that is wealth that is Mm. what it like what we're after to be successful yeah and it's not I think we've gathered that (laughs) within this conversation so far but then at the same time if you if you care to dismantle that which most of us do that isn't going to happen overnight and it's not going to look like sunshine and rainbows where we all just you know suddenly live in this like utopia where everyone eats sunshine and rainbows for breakfast and Mm -hmm. no like people need money (laughs) and and we and I think a lot of a lot of good-hearted people have a very um I don't want to use the word extreme but essentially the people who who care so deeply about those issues that they are so completely kind of anti-capitalism anti-wealth mm. anti-establishment and I guess this conversation just probably isn't for you if that is your opinion mm. <laughs> but yeah, at the same time realized by now and you know and very much we're very open it's this is about having a conversation. If you disagree with us, I'm cool with that because you've done the work to figure out that you actually disagree. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it's so it's so important for us to recognize that, that there is a real world. And when you see us talk about investments that we've made, or you see us tell you the price of our package or things like that, we're not trying to hire a private jet and, like live on a beach I'd like to spend some time on a beach do not get me wrong I would like to enjoy life (laughs) and see some world but that's not what we want I don't want a Ferrari on my driveway (laughs) like it's it's not I actually want to do more with what I have and you know and this is something that even I'm always continuously challenging myself to say okay when I reach my revenue goal whatever it may be, what does that look like in terms of how I can then plant seeds at a higher level? And, you know, even I remember attending a sort of uh, online workshop webinar with other female business owners. And I remember one person saying, you know, I made six figures in my business last year, this year I made seven figures. I have a team of amazing women and none of them are full time. And I love that. I love them. They are wonderful. Some of them are based in the Philippines. Some of them are based in Hawaii. And, you know, and people were kind of just like, oh, so how does that work? Like, if they're not with you in the same country, and she was just like, look, I feel honored that these are women who are at senior positions. They are amazing at what they do. And they chose to have children. And then the corporate world said, no, thanks. So I am honored to get them that balance. And I am happy when they say, I can work while my children are at school. Not beyond that, not before that. That is enough for me to understand the sowing of that seed. And it automatically made me start to think of, you know, growing up watching my mother work for our family business. She's also worked for other people as well, but work for our family business while being a mother of four and doing both and showing us that she still has her personal desires and and can build a life where there's room for that but also there's plenty of room for us as her children and it made me it made me both sad to say that this is what's happening and we've been talking about this for years talking about for years the biases that are faced by parents in the workplace and women in the workplace when they choose to have children um 
but then understanding that actually if i step my game up enough i can i can make somebody a part-time head of marketing one day do you know i mean i can make someone a part-time cfo one day and they can come home and say like to their children and then say mommy's still a boss like (laughs) you know and mommy's still mommy it's possible when women have the wealth to do so yeah yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna add any (laughs) more and again this is i mean it's nuggets there are clues proving all of the stuff all the crap that we've collected in the in the crevices of our minds about what it means to earn money and to have money and and be wealthy there's evidence out there to the contrary we just have to be open to having that challenge we have to be open to being challenged we have to be open to that it's like i said if you are listening to us and you disagree i commend you for doing the work enough to know that you disagree because we can go through life with the blinders on thinking money doesn't mean anything um, anybody who talks about money is vulgar. Any woman who talks about money should just be humble, and that's not polite. Um, and all other manner of things. But that, to me, makes me sad. Yeah. Because there's so much more. Yeah, and I think if even just this last 45 minutes is anything to go by, it always continues to prove to me that it is such a nuanced conversation it's Mm. not black and white it's not one thing or the other like like I say it's not submitting to the patriarchy or living in the jungle like you know completely Mm. removed from society and not relying on the man it's not those extremes it's somewhere Mm. in the middle for most people um and we have to have these conversations and I think like you say you know it's okay if you don't disagree if it's okay if you don't agree it's okay if you have different views it's also okay for me to be me and for you to be you Jazz and thank you so much for taking the time out to have this conversation and share your thoughts I feel like you're so much more eloquent at putting things in me sometimes I just get so excited I'm like I don't even know how to word it I don't even know what to say too many thoughts too many thoughts it's just like (laughs) so I'm gonna bounce from here to here and hopefully people follow me (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and again like we could we could probably sit here for five hours having this conversation just yeah in full depth um but for now we will move on to the quick round so these are the questions that every guest is asked at the end of the podcast Mm -hmm. so the first one is what is one takeaway message or action you want someone to receive and go and do and you know sink in from listening to this conversation today I think it's that challenge we we don't talk about that enough as coaches that that is that is our default um and i think your takeaway should be to challenge yourself to understand how you feel about money personally separate of anyone else literally sit in your little corner and just put money in the middle of a page and everything that comes to mind just get it out there your experiences around money the last time you heard someone talk about money how you feel about the money that you have or don't have. Do you have goals around money? Sit down and challenge yourself to explore where you're at with it in the first instance. Because like I said, what makes me sad is us being ignorant to the conversation and not on purpose, but leaving it off the shelf, leaving it off the shelf with personal development, leaving it off the shelf. As a career coach, I see this all the time. People are just like, I want a new job. And then I'm just like, cool, cool, cool. We talk about the features of the job. I say, what's your revenue? What what salary do you want? Oh, I don't know. I don't mind. What do you know? Mm? <laughs> I need you to mind. <laughs> oh, I just it. want a job I love because money can't buy you happiness. And I just want a job I love. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, well, if that was the case, you'd probably stay where you are on the money that you're on, right? It's not just that. And I think um, 
redacting actually because when you redact the words there but you've just like blacked it out redacting money from our lives is a tricky place and i don't want anybody to redact it cross through it if if it's not you know a focus for you like i said the whole of 2020 i was like i'm gonna sort out this money mindset stuff but yeah challenge yourself around money that's my thing amazing the next questions are fill in the blank so the first one is a goal i'm working on right now relaunching my membership (laughs) awesome (laughs) yeah just like yeah right now um yeah amazing a resource i am loving oh oh this one is this one is this one's tough um but actually it's a book i'm reading at the moment by lovia j jones called professional troublemaker that sounds like a great book (laughs) it's amazing especially if you enjoyed this episode you will enjoy this book because it's all about people stepping into their voice and speaking up but not speaking up for the sake of saying stuff which i think we all feel very pressured to do to speak up especially around social issues or current events but genuinely speaking up for the greater good for more equity for to be the example to be more yourself all of that good stuff she unpacks it so amazingly and um she's a comedian as well so you will laugh out loud reading this book oh that's going on the amazon wish list the last one is to me putting myself first means I feel like I should have been ready for this one, but I'm just so unready for this one. I think putting myself means um, appreciating my decisions. Like appreciating that I have freedom to make decisions, whether that's my time, my energy, my resource, my relationships, appreciating that where I am in life means that I can decide to have a lion or have a bubble bath. I had a bubble bath at like 2.30 of an afternoon once. It's great. It's like, who says they need to be in the evenings or on weekends? So I think it's appreciating that and seeing that as a privilege. Mm, I love that. I love that. Please let us know about your membership, about, I know you have your side hustle, Saturday school, Mm. like let us know what what you've got going on, what's on your buffet table for us to get if we want it. (laughs) Come to the buffet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mentioned the goal of sort of relaunching the membership, which sounds so dramatic because it launched at the beginning of this year, but really just looking at leveling it up. I'm working on four, I'm not gonna call them signature because one of them signature, but four courses that are going into the membership um building out a team so one thing that's really important to me in my membership community is that you are surrounded by coaches you get weekly group coaching uh, because i truly believe by going into a space where we're allowed to be selfish we're allowed to be asked what do we really want and actually explore what that means is just so transformational for for us all but especially women we're not necessarily afforded that space to really digest and embody what we are learning about ourselves so um yeah bringing on a new coach who i'm super excited about she's i describe us as power rangers so she's going to be the well-being one we already have a resident wealth coach we already have a resident relationships coach and i'm the resident careers slash life coach um so really just leveling up to really resource women in a really powerful way designing those courses and programs those experiences starting to plan a retreat an in-person retreat for next year um is is huge um and just everything else that i really want to just pour in it genuinely is pouring it into this container um, and then working with people one-to-one. So at the moment I am just coming towards the close of another coaching qualification, just bringing in positive psychology and all of that good fun stuff. 
leveling up there as well so again being able to work with more people in that way um and then yeah workshops doing the workshops sometimes we love a good workshop and just coming together to dig deep just digging deep on a particular topic because i think also we we take for granted that we all have time to join a long program or um we're ready to sort of commit to a membership community sometimes we need like we need the challenge now like we need the challenge next week we need it and a lot allotted time where we can just show up and and just really dig deep into what's going on for us and come away with some real practical tools so those are the sort of main ways um that i'm doing stuff yeah awesome and where where can people go to follow you get in touch with you work with you yeah so the website is just jazz.co the instagram is just jazz.co on linkedin i'm jazz broughton that's the full name um and genuinely you'll be able to find everything there my podcast is called the phenomenal career podcast i have an episode with cat that you can check out um and that is very much around documenting and, and showing people different types of careers the texture the richness the journey the nuggets all of that good stuff um, because I'm just really about enabling and empowering people who are ambitious to just be so unashamedly and carve the career of their dreams. So yeah, catch me there. Thank you so much for your time today. I absolutely loved this conversation, um, outpouring of thoughts. It's just been so valuable for me and it feels like it really brings everything I've been thinking into full circle because sometimes you think things and then you're like am I going mad like am I the only one who's thinking what the hell is going on here mm-hmm. and so to say it out loud to someone else <laughs> and for them to be like yeah like this 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 too it's just <laughs> really affirming but also just reminds me that there are so many incredible women in the world um doing this work so I'm here for that yeah me too thanks for having me you're so welcome and thanks for being one of those women (laughs) (laughs) thank you too here's to like more dms that turn into podcast episodes yeah If you are here at the end of the episode, I am sending you so much love and gratitude for spending your time listening to the podcast this week. Make sure you're subscribed and following in your podcast app so you don't miss the next one. I would love for you to share your biggest takeaway from this episode with me on social media. So if you're over on Instagram, please tag me in your stories at cat underscore horrocks or just send me a DM. And if you agree that the impact and message behind the Put Yourself First podcast needs to be spread far and wide, please rate and review Put Yourself First in Apple Podcasts and share this episode on to a friend. To discover more about the Put Yourself First community, including how we can work together, head to cathorrocks.com or if you're on the go, check out the show notes for the links that you'll need. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to put yourself first.